some Rocky Marciano man I'm a I'm a big fan of Rock Marciano since the the days when he was doing music with Pete Rock I think he was maybe one of the members of I and I with Pete Rock or, or a person that was kind of adjacent to them he was a member of flip mode he was actually on 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 Rod Digger's album in the flip mode album Rampage talks about Rock Mars all the time and, and how talented he was rock rocks one of my favorite you want to talk about an mc that's polysyllabic that flows on beat off beat he's so esoteric and so talented like he's one of those guys you kind of don't understand what he's talking about you don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time but it's not in a bad way it's not it's not like these mumble rappers and you're listening to them is like man this is this is trash this is like this guy's talking about something that's really deep and really amazing, but I'm going to have to rewind it four or five times to actually understand it. And he's just gotten better as an MC over the years. So his album, um, Lago, like the Lamborghini Marcialago, his album, Marcialago, is a, is, a, is a real, real dope album. And Rock Mars is a, is a fantastic producer, too. That's why I was, I was trying to figure the UN. He was in the UN. It wasn't I and I. He was in the UN. The UN was a group that Pete Rock used to produce for back in the day. And these guys were, were yardmen to the core, as, as Rampage would say. These are West Indian folk. They had a lot of, of, of Jamaican and island vibes to, to, to the way that they produced the albums, but... There are about four or five people in the crew that could spit, but but Rock Mars was the breakout star of that group, and he did a lot of production. He's a fantastic rapper. He collaborates with Griselda um, pretty frequently, so he's on a lot of Benny the Butcher albums, West Side Gun albums, Conway the Machine albums, and and wanted to give Rock Mars a shout. Actually, actually, I want to reach out to him. I want to get him on the show. I, I got a, several questions that I like to. To, to ask him, especially especially when Rampage Rampage is 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 flying into to Nashville, he's gonna spend a few weeks with me as we really expand our brand. We we're really bringing Rampage back in during the pandemic. If you're new to the show, if you're listening to WOL in Washington D.C. before before we were on Urban One, we used to do a podcast. Well, we used to be on NBC Sports Radio in Phoenix. Me and Rampage, Rampage the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad. You hear him on a bunch of commercials. And we did a, a Sunday night sports show. And the show is fantastic. Long story short, we went to NBC. We wanted our guap. NBC didn't want to give us our guap. So we went independent. 
and we had a TV show on Roku. We were doing shows at at Dave and Buster's out in in Phoenix, Glendale, right next right next to where the to to the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. I think it was State Farm Stadium at the time. I don't know what it's called now. And when the pandemic hit, and I moved back to Nashville to be closer to my family, Rampage calls in once in a while. But but this show, if you like the show now, with with me monologuing and talking about business and stuff. You ever heard Rampage comes in, he DJs, we talk about hip-hop. I'm not a multi-platinum hip-hop artist. Rampage talks about being on tour with Bus. He talks about being on tour with Public Enemy. He talks about being in the booth with Big. He has he has a penchant for telling these these stories about 90s hip-hop and what it was like. You know, he knew Tupac. He knew a lot of, of fantastic people. He he knew ODB and, and all the guys from Wu-Tang. Rampage is very well respected in this industry. He's been a record executive we used to have some great interviews when rampage on the show like special ed would call in pete rock would call in we had a lot of fantastic people and and rampage is going to be spending some time in, uh, in a few weeks we're going to come into nashville and be on the live feed and i'm looking forward to that i think as we expand with with urban one radio one rampage is going to be a major part of that expansion so we got to get rock uh rock marciano on the show Keeping it in New York, I'm going to go to WIVB.com. It's an interesting topic I want to talk about. So last year, Governor Kathy Hockle said she expected to be able to address state funding for New Buffalo Bills Stadium in her budget. But as negotiations over a new facility between New York State, Erie County, and the team continue, there was no appropriation for one when she released her proposed spending plan a week ago. This is last Tuesday. There hasn't been any determination because we don't have a dollar number of what the contribution would be yet, said New York State Budget Director Robert Mujica. Those talks are still ongoing. There's plenty of time for, for stadium funding to be included. In the state's 2023 fiscal year, the state constitution allows Hockle 30 days to submit amendments after sending her initial proposal to the legislator. After that time, she would need to get approval from the legislator to make additional changes. The budget doesn't have to be finalized until April 1. So Buffalo is a Rust Belt town, and I'm not trying to diss Buffalo. I'm just saying that, that cities in the Great Lake region are shrinking. Buffalo's shrinking, Cleveland's shrinking, Detroit's shrinking, Indianapolis is shrinking. Milwaukee is shrinking, Pittsburgh is shrinking. That's just an area of the country where people don't want to live anymore. I'm not I'm not saying that these are bad cities. I'm not saying that these are bad fans. I'm not saying that, that the people are less educated or, or or trying to have jokes. I'm just being honest. People want to live in Phoenix. People want to live in Denver. People want to live in Palm Springs. People want to live in Austin, Texas. People are even moving to Albuquerque. People want to live in Vegas. People don't want to live in areas where it's extremely cold. Like people don't want to live somewhere where there's a constant threat of lake effect snow even into April and May. So you have this dynamic, just like you have here in Nashville, even though Nashville is a different city than, than a Buffalo, but you have the same dynamic. Because do the taxpayers pay for the new stadium or should the owner front the bill? And there's this constant conversation. So you're going to, onto message boards and people are complaining 
Um, they don't want to foot the bill. They don't want the state to foot the bill. They don't want, even if it's a tax on cigarettes or, or a tax on soda or a tax on, on potato chips or something like that, a tax. I remember when they built a stadium in Columbus, Ohio, they, wanted, they passed a tax that was on, like, every time you went to, to a dinner, you go to Applebee's or go to Longhorn Steakhouse or something like that, it was, extra, it was an extra 50 cents. And I voted that tax up. I said, absolutely. Because I lived in Columbus, Ohio. I wanted to live somewhere that had a professional sports team. And what, and what the Blue Jackets were to Columbus, Ohio, revitalized that entire area of downtown. If you go back to Columbus, Ohio 25 years ago, before the Blue Jackets were in town, or when they first got to town, since then they've built a better stadium, although minor league. They've built the soccer stadium for MLS. All of it's downtown. Now, Columbus isn't ever going to be a world-class city. It's never going to be Cleveland. It's never going to be Chicago. It's never going to be Atlanta. It's never going to be a major player, but they have three gorgeous stadiums downtown. If you live in Columbus and you want to take your family to a game or to a nice restaurant or to an event, you have that as an option now. That was not an option in Columbus 30 years ago. And in Nashville, where I live, you have the Strip. You have the Broadway Strip. You have all of the great honky-tonk bars and the great music and Music City and, and, and Opry and all of that. But having a fantastic elite stadium, which is what I am going to vote for and hope for, if they build a state-of-the-art stadium for the Titans – if they build a Jerry's World or they build like like the like the Death Star in Vegas, they're in a much different spot of city. Just like I talked about in in DC, that they need to build a dome stadium where RFK was. If you build a nice stadium here in Nashville, Nashville's a good city. You might get a Super Bowl. You might get a Final Four. You might get a national championship. If you build it, they will come. So I'm a big fan. I think that cities like Buffalo and Nashville they've got to be careful. Buffalo needs the Bills more than the Bills need Buffalo. Now, I know, that, I know that Toronto doesn't want the Bills. They don't care about American football. But I'm telling you, someone who's lived all over the country, people in Portland would cut off their left arms to have the Bills. And they build a stadium to, to give them whatever they want. You saw what Vegas did to, to get Oakland, all the money that they put into that stadium in Las Vegas to get the Oakland Raiders to come to Vegas. Now you have that great stadium. It says Las Vegas Raiders makes sense. It was a rough move for the Chargers getting out of San Diego and going to LA, but SoFi Stadium is one of the best stadiums in the world. And I just think these small little towns, San Diego didn't want to build a stadium. They had them playing in the same stadium from the, from the junior sale days. I don't even remember the name of the state. I remember it was, it was back in the day when, when you had stadiums like, like Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati and Three Rivers in, in Pittsburgh that were both baseball and football stadiums. The Chargers played in a baseball stadium. Like you remember the old days in the NFL early in the season, like you're, the quarterback's taking a seven-step drop and he's stepping on the third baseline because there was still a baseball field on the grass because they were doubling up. Well, people don't want to do that anymore. NFL is, is a $20 billion business. NFL is king. If, if you, 93 out of the 100 most watched television events in the United States in 2021 were NFL games. NFL is crushing everyone. They're not only, they're not only beating everyone in ratings they're absolutely crushing 
and obliterating everyone in ratings. The, the, the Cowboys 49ers game was the highest watched playoff game in a decade. And your two mediocre teams that have absolutely no chance whatsoever to get to or win the Super Bowl. NFL is king. And I would implore the people of Buffalo, as someone that's from a smaller or mid-tier city, you don't have those options. You don't want to lose the Bills. The Bills are too important to your culture, to your city, to lose. Nobody cares about the Sabres. So you've got to pay those taxes. You've got to understand your place in society. You don't want to let the Bills go to another city. You want to let them go to Portland. You don't want to let them go to Memphis. You don't want to let them go to a city that's craving for a football team and will give them whatever they want because then you're, then you're San Diego. So San Diego, yeah, we showed them. We didn't pay the taxes. All right, Chargers moved to, to Los Angeles. Now you don't have a team. And although the drive from San Diego to, to L.A. isn't extremely long, you don't have a team. It's a part of your culture. It's a part of your pulse. St. Louis, the, R, the, the, the TWA, whatever they're calling it, their dome became obsolete. I started calling it RCA dome. That's where the Colts used to play. Then build a new stadium. Rams said, all right, we'll go back to L.A. L.A. is a better place anyway. Now St. Louis doesn't have a team. Is St. Louis better off not spending their money on a state-of-the-art stadium and getting a 30- or 40-year lease on that team? Because it's the NFL, man. You want to play in the NFL. If you gotta pay, if you gotta pay a thirty cent tax on a six pack of beer to have an NFL team in your city, that's much better for you. That's much better for television. That's much better for the bars, the hot dog vendors, the nightclubs. Everything that's on the strip adjacent to that stadium is gonna be extremely successful. Lance J. Show. On guard, I'll let you try my Wu Tang style. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network.